thank you guys and welcome. Um, exciting day, uh, regardless of the number, uh, regardless of what the impression may be, an exciting day uh, to be a part of the Herd family. Exciting day for me, first signing day, um, opportunity to uh, welcome the, the, the signee of this class, an opportunity to introduce to her nation, our coaching staff, uh, an opportunity for the family to get together. I think anytime we can come together and spend some time to talk about the inner workings of what's going on here in the program and show our gratitude for all you guys and all the, the, the enthusiasm and energy that we're getting, uh, we got to take advantage of that. Um, the 2021 uh, recruiting class uh, was a little bit different this year. Um, obviously, we signed eight young men previous uh, to me getting here. Um, those eight young men, I talked to them and their families uh, a couple nights ago. They are fired up. Um, they're ready to get here. They're going to be a big part of what we're doing. Um, can't wait to get them on campus um, later on this summer. Uh, we were able to add one young man due to the NCA's um, addition of the free year scholarship based on the COVID uh, protocols and the COVID season. Uh, we were limited in the number of scholarships that we will have. The positive of that, a lot of our young men decided to come back, which is good for us. Um, continues to help us build on a, on a very senior-laden team. Um, the negative to that is we weren't able to sign many kids this class, uh, but we were able to add one young man um, out of Leesburg, Virginia, a young man that I had had previous relationships with at another institution. Um, part of our recruiting philosophy moving forward is obviously we want to attack a certain area. We want to attack the ring. Okay, We want to attack five-hour radius in and around Huntington. Uh, we want to be diligent in our approach. We want to gather as much information as we can about every individual in that ring. Um, there are going to be areas outside of the ring that we have to recruit, obviously, um, but we want to make sure we do a very good job of recruiting that ring, getting the information we need. Um, so one of our goals, one of our mottos moving forward here in the recruiting process is we have to out-evaluate other teams. Uh, we got to do a really good job of looking at the film. We got to do a really good job of identifying the criteria that we look for in players that fit our systems, making sure that the five criteria by position, these young men fit so that we can have consistency in our program. Well, the beauty of it is I had this young man in camp at another university. Um, not only was he impressive with his camp athleticism, his camp ability, his athletic movements, his speed, his burst, his turn, um, his ability to catch, his competitive nature. Um, he was impressive as a young man. Uh, he was very impressive as a young man, uh, had very good understanding of the game of football, had a very good understanding of the recruiting process, made it clear very early that he was going to go the distance in this recruiting process. So some people say, well, why? Why didn't he sign in February? I mean, why didn't he sign in December? Why is he still available? Uh, he made it very clear that him and his family were going to be diligent in their approach. Um, they were going to do all the research they needed. Um, me and this young man's family got an opportunity uh, to build a relationship. Uh, we spent a lot of time together while he was there at camp, obviously recruiting his school, got to spend some time before they shut us down uh, COVID-wise as far as visiting schools. So we got to know this young man. Um, here at Marshall, we want to make sure we do a really good job of identifying candidates, uh, evaluating them, their character, their athletic ability, uh, their family support system. And then we got to do a very good job of building relationships. Um, and that's that, that those three things is what we did with this young man and his family. Um, Caleb Coombs out of Leesburg, Virginia, St. John's College High School. Uh, very happy to add him. Pat Wards, his high school coach. Um, had a long relationship with Pat Ward in the area there, in the D.C. area. Um, St. John's College High School is a very well-known high school, produces very good athletes, very good students. Um, so we are fired up to add him to our receiving core. Um, you talk about in my original press conference, they asked what our offense was going to look like. Um, this young man brings the values and, and, and the keys and the speed that we're going to look for to stretch the field. Um, the one thing I know he can do is run. Um, so that helps. Uh, speed kills. And, and if you're not coaching it, um, you're usually playing against it. So we, we want to do a good job of getting the guys that can run. Um, obviously, because we weren't able to do a lot of work on the 21 class, it gave us an opportunity to get a huge jump on the 22 class. Um, and as our coaches come up and introduce themselves, once they come through, they're going to let you know the areas that they are recruiting. We are still in the 
final stages of solidifying our recruiting plan on the 22, still trying to get some staff members in, but we got a good gauge on our area. So right now coaches are able to reach out to high school coaches, coaches are able to reach out to area recruits, get them interested, find out about them, gather the base information that we need so we can make a strong push in 22. So just a little bit about the recruiting perspective. Um, very happy with the 21 class. Very happy with the way it ended. Uh, really excited moving forward with the 22 class. Have to do a really good job of building relationships, evaluating and developing those relationships, especially in the ring. Um, and now for the much awaited, uh, the men that will be guiding this ship, I'm just gonna stand on the side and watch these men work. Um, but very excited to, to announce this group. Um, when I took this job, I was looking for a very special group of men, um, a combination of men of high character, uh, men who obviously were phenomenal recruiters and teachers. Uh, we talked about the core values that are important to me, positive attitude, elite work ethic, competing in everything they do, and discipline. And the same thing I require for my players, I was looking for in my coaches. And a lot of head coaches have been through their list and, you know, call guys and guys decide and come back and forth. I was lucky enough to get every one of my guys that I wanted the first on my list. Um, there is one coach that we cannot announce today because we were waiting by the phone for the um, HR paperwork to come through. Um, but he is still, um, when we do get that opportunity, we will, we're going to have a whole nother press conference just for him. Um, but excited, excited, and thrilled to announce this year's coaching staff. Um, again, I, I can't thank these men enough for trusting me, uh, trusting my vision, buying into to my belief, and also buying into what Marshall stands for. Um, these young men didn't bat an eye. These young men decided, hey, this is where I want to be. Uh, we want to work with you, coach. We believe in the Marshall plan. We believe in the Marshall University. We believe in the history and tradition um, that Marshall stands for. Be a champion. And that's what we're striving for. And today kind of marks the start of that with our coaching staff. So if I can have the offensive coaches make their way forward, um, what they will do is they will give you their name, position they are coaching, their coaching title, um, and the areas that they are recruiting. Um, and that will kind of help set the tone for, for the 22 recruiting class. Um, that is going to be phenomenal in approach, um, phenomenal in talent. And obviously, it's going to represent the Marshall uh, community, uh, very high standard. So, first coach up. Hey, offense coordinator, quarterbacks. Very excited that Coach Huff rehired me um, to be able to stay here at Marshall and be able to work with, uh, with, with, with these kids again. Very excited about the staff that you're about to meet here in a, in a couple minutes. Um, we've been together for about a week and a half and, and gelling and working together and talking together and blending the offense from a little bit of what it was to a little bit of what it's going to become to what it's going to look like uh, down the road. Again, coach the quarterbacks, excited again to be able to spend more time with Grant Wells, with Luke Zaban, and continue their developmental process. As far as the recruiting areas, locally in the state of West Virginia, I have the Parkersburg area and the surrounding area of Parkersburg. Be recruiting the state of Pennsylvania and the state of New Jersey. Hey brother, how are you? Good. Oh, Marshall's having a little press conference today. How's it going, uh, Coach Clint Trickett? I'll be doing the wide receivers here along with pass game coordinator. Glad to be back in the state where I'm from, uh, home state. So um, everyone's been embracing us, myself, the staff, everyone with open arms. Glad to be back. Uh, I'll be working with the wide receivers, as I said. we got a lot of uh, leadership veterans returning in this group. Very excited to be working with them. Coach Cramsey, Coach Legg, all the other ones that are about to be announced. Coach Huff, want to thank him for bringing me here as well. Um, recruiting, I'll be doing the nor North Central West Virginia along with the Eastern Panhandle. Very excited to be back in the state. Go Herd. Greetings, Herd Nation. Lockett, uh, uh, running backs coach, run game coordinator. Um, I want to thank Coach Huff, actually, for giving me an opportunity to uh, get back into it and, and get back on the field. Uh, like I said, I'll be coaching the running backs. Uh, my recruiting areas are East West Virginia, 
uh, Virginia Beach and South Florida. Uh, talk about the running backs a little bit. We got a, a, a good group of guys that that that's well-rounded. We got uh, Shelton Evans coming back uh, to give us some senior leadership, and we got some young guys in there that's going to compete for some playing time and going to get after it. Go Herd Nation. Thank you. Hello, Herd family. I uh, just want to uh, say hello. Thank Coach Huff so much for giving me this opportunity. I've been a uh, college football coach for 25 plus years. First time in the FBS as a full-time assistant. I can't wait to get rolling. So excited to be part of this family in this university. I'm going to be coaching the offensive line. We go by five strong and I love what I see. Great leadership in the room. I'll have 20 guys in that room that are dialed in, uh, compete every day, and uh, just, just an outstanding group of young men uh, on and off the field. My recruiting areas will be Cincinnati and Dayton will be my local areas, and then I'll have northern Alabama, so from uh, Birmingham north. And again, uh, can't, can't thank Coach Huff enough. Excited to get going, and go Herd. Most of you know who I am. <laughs> but I want to thank Coach, Coach Huff for the opportunity to come back. Obviously, I have a, an affection for Marshall University. This is the third time I've been here. So with that being said, for those of you, very few that don't know who I am, my name is Bill Legg. I am the assistant head coach, and I will be coaching the tight ends. Uh, fortunate that the NCAA gave us the extra year, uh, not counting this year towards eligibility, because that gave us a couple very, very outstanding young men to come back, um, along with the young guys that we have in there, giving them another year to develop. So we're looking forward to working with those young men uh, moving forward. As far as my recruiting area is concerned, I will have a local area of West Virginia. I will have Eastern Kentucky. And then I will also jump outside of the rings and over into Indiana, Indianapolis being the primary area. So I look forward to making reconnecting with uh, all you coaches and reconnecting with all the fans. And uh, I'm excited to be here again. So go Herd. Good afternoon, Herd Nation. Jeremy Spring, I'm a special teams coordinator. I'd like to thank Coach Huff for bringing me along. Uh, what a great opportunity this is to, to coach at this school. I, I've, I've played in this conference, Conference USA at UTEP, and I'm excited to be on the east side of this conference. As Marshall has always been a dominant program, and I'm looking forward to continuing to bring that along. My areas I'll be recruiting, southern West Virginia, up to Columbus, Detroit, and northeast Ohio. And then last but not least, Texas, where I am from and have some roots there. Um, like I said, we got a good group. We signed a punter in this 2021 class. He's a good-looking kid. I can't wait to work with him. We got some stars coming back. And we got an overall great core guys that are going to help us on special teams. Like I said, I can't be more excited to be here in this program and go Herd. Good afternoon, Herd Nation. Shannon Morrison. Coach of linebackers here. I want to take this time to thank Coach Huff for uh, bringing me home. Um, it means a lot to me to come back to this place. Um, and, you know, hopefully uh, I won't let anybody down. Um, coaching the linebackers, uh, got a good solid group. Got a group of kids coming back that will be interesting to see uh, who ends up being the starter. But uh, i am very uh, been impressed with the group so far. Uh, my recruiting area will be the northern panhandle of West Virginia, um, also North Carolina and Atlanta. But, uh, you know, look forward to getting to know these guys even better because right now I feel really good that where we're at as far as the coaching staff, uh, good guys, good coaches. I enjoy coming to work every day, and that's, that's the biggest, the best part of what's happening right now. So uh, look forward to get, catching up with uh, everybody that, uh, that I played with and, and know and uh, look forward to kicking the ball off and getting through spring ball and starting this season. Go Hurt. Good evening. Ralph Street, defensive line coach. Uh, just to start off, I'm extremely excited about the opportunity coming home. I'm grateful for so many people that wanted me to come home. I'm thrilled to be up on the Coach Huff's leadership. 
he put together a great coaching staff. Like everybody gets along. Sometimes Coach Morrison get on my nerves too much, but he's my big brother. We both sons of Marshall, but uh, excited. I have a high energy, ambitious group. They love to compete, whether we just going over steps or board work, talking about drills, talking about hand placement. The guys love competition. They, they compete in the classroom. I got guys who want to be FBI agents. I got guys who want to be in, in, in health science, guys who want to be in uh, uh, PT, physical therapy. So it's a joy every day to work with them, FaceTime me, calling me. They coming in, and uh, I'm enjoying being back home because there's so many memories and there's so many things that I can connect them with. And with that whole connection, just with her nation, we need to make sure that we come here and support. I know everybody blowing me up and I love y'all for it. I love you for it. I want to see you here packing out our stadium like we used to. Again, we have great leadership here. We have a great coaching staff. The kids are hungry and I couldn't be more excited and grateful for the opportunity to come home. My recruiting areas, I will have the East part of West Virginia. I think some of the counties may range from like Randolph, uh, I think Pocahontas, uh, I got a road, I got my cheat sheet. I got Webster, Nicholas. So all you coaches in that county, please call me. Get over the fact that I look ugly, call me. I'm better looking over the phone. And then out of state, I have South Georgia. I have Northern Florida, that Tallahassee. I 10 stretch all the way to Jacksonville. Come and make my way down 95. I got all of Central Florida from coast to coast. Y'all know me. Please hit me up like you've been doing. We look forward to it. We're going to love all those kids from all over, starting with West Virginia, making our way all the way down. And once you're here, you're family. Hey, I'm proof that it, I'm proof that it can happen. Go hurt. I want to see you up here. I love y'all. How you guys doing? My name is Dominique Bowman. I'm the cornerback coach. Uh, I'm a, first of all, I thank Coach Huff. When Coach Huff first called me, um, offered me the job before he hang the phone, I was already saying yes. All right, opportunity to give the guy Coach Huff was a was a no brainer for me and my family. Um, I was, you know, I would have went with him to the moon. It didn't matter to me, you know. Just I, I watched him and admired him from afar, and uh, the opportunity to work with him was was uh, was a no brainer. So I'm coaching the cornerbacks. We had a good solid group coming back. Got some good camaraderie, very, very smart players, and I want to just try to do the best best job I can. My recruiting area is going to be um, North Central West Virginia. Also, I will be recruiting um, the DMV DC area, as well as Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, and also Nashville. So, again, I thank you guys for being here. I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of this wonderful staff, this coaching staff with, with Coach um, Huff and his staff. And uh, thank you, and go ahead. Good evening, Herd Nation. My name is Sherrod Everett. I am the football chief of staff, originally from the Nashville, Tennessee area. Uh, Coach Huff and I have been uh, friends, colleagues, brothers for over 15 years. And when he called me about the opportunity to join him and Marshall to help them help him with this program, I just couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. It's personal, and uh, I appreciate Coach Huff for allowing me to, to be a, Paul, a, a small piece of this program. He's assembled a great coach and staff, and I'm excited to work with all of our coaches and our student athletes. Um, I am blessed beyond measure, blessed beyond measure. Uh, can't wait to get my family up here. Can't wait to meet you guys uh, and uh, go hurt. Hurt Nation, Mark Gale. As of January 19th, it will be the start of year 32. First time I introduced myself to you, we didn't have uh, press conferences, computers, cell phones. Uh, so uh, we've been here a while. Uh, I can't tell you how excited I am to want you know to have Shannon Morrison here, probably one of our first signees back in uh, 1990. Ralph Street, a young man that I actually coached and. Uh, he made me a better coach because of the way he played, the way he competed, and the way he uh, approached football and academics each and every day. Bill Egg and I, if, if we're together one more time, people are going to start talking about us, I think. Uh, but uh, Coach Huff has done an absolutely wonderful job putting together a staff that 
in the 10 days uh, that we've been together, 11 days, whatever it may be, uh, you know, heck, you think we've been together for years. Uh, just excited and, and excitement that our young men are having right now uh, as, as they're working out, lifting, uh, approaching a brand new uncertainty, but an enthusiasm that, you know, that uh, is exciting to see. Uh, still going to be your director of football operations here at Marshall. And again, as uh, Ralph said, and as Shannon said, let's get these stands full. Uh, COVID will be gone, hopefully, by the time that uh, we have our first home game here. And we'll have the, uh, the Joan rocking like it should be. Thank you very much. All right, well, everybody needs to wake up, first of all. All right, everybody gets up here and way too serious. All right, I'm Bill Ashford. Everybody just calls me B.A. I'm the new head strength coach here. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say, well, I sound like this because I know one speed and that's wide open. All right, I want to say thank you to Coach Huff. Um, the reason I say thank you is my passion is character development, young men through the weight room. All right, it's instilling and relentless work ethic day in and day out. That's how we operate. Right now, we started training the team last week, and we are wide open, teaching them about the fourth quarter program, teaching them what that means. And what does that mean? That means when everybody else gets tired in the fourth quarter, we're hitting our stride. All right, we push these men in here. This is a great group of men. I am fired up to work with these dudes. We have a long way to go, but we're going to get there one day at a time. It's a process. Trying to teach these men about a process, about earning what you want. We got a great base. We got a great crew. We got a great staff. I see where we're going to be, but we can't do it without your help. We need everybody here. We need everybody's support, everybody's love. We're going to give you our best. We need your best. Go herd. Let's go get this mug. All right, I'm going to teach you how to do this after this. It's herd jacks. Here's what we do. We say, herd jacks, team ready, you say ready. We say, herd jacks, team ready, you say ready. Herd exercise. H-E-R-D. Herd head. Let's go to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, I can't be any more excited about this group. They, they put me on, on a temper meter today, so they told me to, to stay professional. I don't know what that means, but, um, but you can see the excitement. You can see the passion. Um, you can see the passion not only for these young men, but you can see the passion for this young university. You can see the passion that each guy has um, from the guys who've played here, from the guys who've coached here since they were playing on the old field, Gail, um, for, 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 for the guys on this staff. Um, and I think what we have going is, is, is something special. But, we, but it is a process. It's a process that we take one small step every day towards being a champion. And I think the more and more of those steps we can put together, I think we'll like where we end up. Okay, so I want to open this thing up for questions. I know you guys have a lot of questions. I don't know if you raise the hand meter or whatever it is nowadays, but just uh, fire them off. Uh, Grant, you're up first. Hey, I'm not going to screw this one up, okay? I promise. It won't be like the end. <laughs> uh, but, no, you look at uh, Caleb Coombs, and, and he's a kid. How big of a game changer? I know you only signed one today, but how big of a game changer as far as putting Marshall's recruiting on the national scene is it to get a kid that was a top 50 national wide receiver? Yeah, I, I think it's a game changer for, for you guys that sit at home and, and hope. Um, it's, the, it's the norm. It's the expectation for the guys in this room. We should be recruiting top 50 players in the country. we got a top 50 product in the country. Um, and I think what it goes to show is it, it's not about the ones you don't sign. That, that ain't it. It's about the ones you sign. And, and Coach Saban taught me that a long time ago. We, we can chase the tail on every great player out there, but if we don't sign them, they can't win or lose a game for us. It's about the ones we sign and make sure we sign the right ones. And I think Caleb is a great example of that, a young man that fits a need we have, you know, and that's speed. That speed at the wide receiver position, that speed at the returner position in the kicking game, that speed in the coverage positions in the coverage game, um, you know, speed kills. We know we all know that. Um, so having him 
um, fall in love with this place, this staff, it, it's huge because I think it shows what my and this staff expectation is of the level and caliber of player that we're recruiting. And hopefully some of the kids in the 2022 class, the 2023 class, and so on down the line, will see that Marshall has a product, all right, that is tops in the country. And that, that should attract the top recruits in the country. Keith. Hi, Coach. Keith Morehouse, WSAZ. Uh, good to talk to you again. Um, How you doing, will you man? speak to the uniqueness of the – I'm good, thank you very much. Um, 2020 has obviously been unique. Uh, recruiting is always huge, but how important was it to you recruit the uh, current players and, and get that retention of some of those guys who obviously had really good years last year? Yeah, I, I think that was one of my first goals. Before I even got a chance to hire the staff, I wanted to make sure I got a chance to sit down with as many of the players as I could. Um, the first night I here, the first day I was here, we had a team meeting. Um, and I told those guys, my, my first responsibility is to make sure you guys understand that I'm here for you. You know, we both chose Marshall. You know, we chose to be here. I chose to take this head job. They chose to come here. Um, and I told them we will be as good as they decide to be. And I think what happened was I think those seniors, I think those older guys decided that they could be better than they were. And they left something on the table, whether that was in the Hey, Coach, how are you doing? I'm great. Um, how important was it for you to put this staff together that sort of had a history with Marshall and at the same time bring in some new enthusiasm, some new faces? You know, what was the mix you were looking for? Or was it just a combination, I need the best guy, it doesn't matter their background? You got to have some pieces that are shaped like the players. You got to have some pieces that are shaped like the area in recruiting. You got to have some pieces that are shaped like um, the university. And, and I think what I was blessed enough to find is I, I had a lot of those guys that I'd already knew. Um, and, and on top of that, you want to make sure you hire guys, you know, obviously I've been doing the campaign tour all around Huntington and the surrounding areas. And these guys have been working. These guys have been getting ready for the fourth quarter program, getting ready for spring ball. Um, so that trust that these guys are doing what they're supposed to do, when they're supposed to do it, the way it's supposed to be done, uh, comes from years and years and years of relationships. All of these guys that are in this room, as somewhere along the line, we crossed paths. Um, so it wasn't like we were hiring strangers. We're not hiring uh, tellers at banks here. Okay. We're hiring football coaches and we spend 14, 15 hours a day with each other. A lot of these men will see the guy next to them more than they see their wife and kids during the season. Um, so you got to make sure it's the right fit. And that was big to me and making sure it was the right fit. Also balancing it off of my uh, weaknesses, you know, areas of, 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 of interest that I need to improve on. Uh, meaning obviously my knowledge and history, understanding of the Marshall uh, culture, um, so that was big. Obviously, understanding um, I'm a head coach, I'm an offensive guy, so hiring guys at defensive have a big-picture point of view. Um, so all that went into it, um, and, and, and I was blessed enough to get the right puzzle pieces to make this picture beautiful. Matt? Good afternoon, Coach. Uh, got, a question afternoon. From, got a question from kind of a personal standpoint. You've been a part of several recruiting day cycles as an assistant. Now this is your first one as a head coach. How are, are you uh, navigating the differences between being a head coach for your first recruiting day cycle and then adding to the fact that, you know, the introduction was just two, three weeks ago. You haven't necessarily had a lot of time, as you will in future cycles. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is called roster management, um, making sure the roster's balanced. Obviously, there are a lot of great players out there, but we can't have 87 quarterbacks and no. Um, so roster management. And when you talk about roster management, we're not talking about from just this year's perspective. We're talking about from a long term perspective over the course of the roster turnover point. So making sure that we had balance, making sure that obviously the class that was signed previous to me getting here, making sure that they fit as far as the number balance and making sure we had depth at each position. 
Um, and then also making sure we did a good job of balancing um, our needs. Um, there, there's, there's, a, there's a roster managed perspective, and then there's a needs perspective. So blending those two, when sitting in the assistant chair, you just keep bringing good players to the head coach, and you're like, why can't we sign this guy? Um, but when you're in the head coach's chair and you're trying to fit 85 pegs into you know, some small round holes, um, that's a little bit different. Um, but I had a plan from the beginning. Um, I had a plan. I'd been working the model that I've, uh, the experiences that I've had. So it really became a lot easier to make the tough decision because I had a plan. Tom. Tom. Hey, Coach, uh, tell me a little bit about Clint Trickett. Obviously, he's a guy with connections to the state, but what's the relationship like there between you and him? How did that start, and what was it about him that made him your top choice for this spot? All right, well, let's let's first say that we will give him a pass, okay, because he played at that other school up the street, um, although a great university. We, we know that there's been some uh, – some, some love between Marshall and that university. I have a lot of love for him, but I'm told I'm supposed to have some tough love. Um, obviously now, I, we, Clint and I have both kind of passed, crossed paths um, briefly. I am very close with Clint's brother and father. I kind of admire his father being an O-lineman. Um, when I was coming up wanting to be a coach, um, he was one of the legendary O-line coaches for a very long time. He's done a phenomenal job. I actually met Clint when he was a player through his brother um, and kind of followed his career. Uh, we've had some passing and, you know, coaching conventions. And what you do when you decide to be a head coach is you start meeting people and you start adding them to your list. And where do they fit? Okay, so if I am in California, I don't know if I would have hired Clint Triggett. Um, but when you add him to your list, it makes a lot of sense from West Virginia has coached in this league, a uh, young, energetic, bright mind has played quarterback. So understands the passing game from all perspectives is a phenomenal recruiter because he can relate to the kids. Um, so when it all came together, it was a perfect fit. Thanks coach. Grant, you're going to double up. Okay. Eating all yeah. the questions up. You're up, bud. <laughs> well, I was, it was such an interesting day. Normally we're all waking up at six 30 and trying to get ready, uh, you know, for things to start rolling in at seven o'clock. What's that feeling like one, when you know that you're only signing, you know, one guy really, and that signing doesn't come until 1 PM. What are those hours like from 7 AM for to 1 PM for a coach that's been chomping at the bit for this for a while? Well, whether we sign one or 25, the, the coaching office was buzzing uh, when, when, the, when the paper came in, because it doesn't matter which ones you don't sign or how many you sign. It's about signing the right ones. So when the one came in, we were, we were ecstatic. Uh, I think I saw Bill Legg do a semi-cartwheel. Um, but uh, we, we had known that, that Caleb was going to turn his in around 1 o'clock uh, with the whole virtual school and where COVID is now, him getting to where he needed to get to and kind of getting the right signatures um, we knew that was going to be the case. Um, and just for you guys, so you guys understand from a media perspective, obviously we would have loved to do, did this earlier in the day. I know you guys have stories to write and, and deadlines to make, uh, and to wait as long as we could for the HR process to come in, uh, for one of our coaches still waiting on some, some paperwork to go through. So we were trying to give it a little bit of a, you know, day's time. Um, I'm sure it'll come in at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, right on time um, after the press conference. But that's the reason we were a little bit later today with the press conference than normal. Keith Morehouse. Hey, Coach, I promised my last one. I got to do the 6 o'clock sports here coming up. But uh, looking at Twitter today in that 2022 class, is, is it your philosophy that, that you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? You, you, offers, you offer a lot of kids. Uh, what's your philosophy on going after kids, and does it matter what stars they are? Or, or, or kind of expound on that, if you would. Did, did you go to the prom in high school? Uh, yes, sir. Did you ask the girl you really wanted to go with, or did you just take the second break? Well, I, I think she was already taken. I think, I, you know, I, I had to take the, what, was, what, was, uh, what was going on after that. Okay. You should have asked I mean, the one you wanted to go you're with. Right. That's how we yeah, operate. Right. We ask the ones we want to coach. I don't care how good they look. I don't care what their star rate is. We want to go to the prom with the best looking girl in the school. So those are the kids we recruit. 
and and we don't look at it as well we're a second rate program or this if they fit our recruiting dynamic and they fit our uh recruiting profile we are going to recruit them and and that is not a, and we are we are, we're we're realistic we have scalability okay so we are going to recruit heavily the kids that we feel fit our profile um, at this point in the season or at this point in the recruiting process, nobody knows where they're going. You know, there may be some kids that may have already committed, may or may not, but nobody knows. Um, so right now we're in the relationship developing stage. We will transition into next week into the evaluation stage. Once we get into the evaluation stage, we get into the selection stage. So we are going to select the ones we want to go to prom with. That's how we do it. And then if they decide that they don't want to go to prom with us, then we'll find another one that we want to go to prom with. That's how it works. Good advice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, guys, I, I, I thank you guys. And, and, and Keith, obviously, you know I love you. But uh, we, we thank you guys. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Um, this is just the beginning. And we got a lot of work to do. Don't get me wrong. And I know at the end of the day, um, my job is, is evaluated on wins and losses. I'm fully aware of that. Um, but I also think in the process, we got to do everything we can do to create energy, enthusiasm, and excitement for the guys in the locker room. It's not about me. It's not really about these coaches. It's about the guys in the locker room. So everything that we are doing, everything that we are asking you guys to do and to continue to do is for the guys in the locker room. And if you could see the smiles on their faces, if you could see the, the, the gleam in their eyes, if you could see the energy and passion that they're starting to enter the building with, you too would buy your season tickets because it's going to be special. Thank you guys. Love everybody out there in Herd Nation. Can't wait to talk to you again. Go Herd. Marshall University head football coach Charles Huff addressing the media and Herd Nation as this is his first signing day press conference, more of an inductory press conference for his new staff. Paul Swan, your host. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And we're going to begin our program as we normally do right now. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Wednesday, February 3rd. Your drive continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. If you're just joining us, you missed the introductory press conference of Marshall football coach Charles Huff's staff introduce where they are going to be recruiting as well as the Thundering Herd with a smaller than normal recruiting class focusing on 2022 with openings uh, happen after graduation. Of course, with COVID-19, the NCAA allowing student athletes to come back. It was a very energetic press conference, as we've come to expect from Coach. He's been in town not a very long time, but already he has uh, put together a staff that has a little history with the university, has a familiarity with him, and in his words, come together, they fit together like a puzzle. And, of course, um, his recruiting philosophy, basically going after the prettiest girl he can to go to prom with. And uh, I truly believe, I'm sure Keith Morehouse from WSAZ did go to prom with a pretty girl, so I'm not worried about that. But still, that was the philosophy of Coach Huff as he was outlining how he decided who to target and why. So that's going to be his MO moving forward. Okay, we're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We will talk a little bit more about what we just heard. Also, we're going to talk basketball as the Thundering Herd getting set for Old Dominion. I had a chance to catch up with Jared West earlier this afternoon, so we'll do that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We just wrapped up with football. If you missed it, we have Huff's introductory press conference for his coaching staff and, of course, signing day as well. And we're going to be getting into that a lot over the next few weeks and looking ahead to 2022. But we've got basketball coming up this weekend. Had a chance earlier today to catch up with Jared West as we look ahead to the contest on the road. And I want to get from him his thoughts on his opponent, 
see what he could tell us about Old Dominion. What do you know about ODU? Um, they've got good players. They uh, they play a physical game. That you know they they you can tell their coach to be physical, um, really in every area. You know, offensive glass, uh, defense, contestant shots. They're just a physical team overall, and um, they try to use that to their advantage. They're long and athletic. They uh, they cover a lot of ground. They um, on defense they mix it up a little bit. They play some man. They play some zone. Um, I know normally. They're usually more man than anything, but uh, they're running a lot more zone this year. Um, obviously, they're coming off of COVID, so we're still not 100% sure who's playing, who's not going to be playing and stuff like that. But um, we just got to be prepared and be ready for whoever steps out there this coming weekend. How does that change how you go about attacking them? You know, Do you focus more on what you're trying to accomplish adjust on the fly what's you know what's the preparation like for that well we have to prepare as if they have everybody and that they have their full team and their full squad uh coming in like they're playing 100 percent. but we have to the most important thing is we focus on what we're what we're doing and what we can control you know at the end of the day we still have to come in focus come in prepared know their stuff know how they do certain things and really be focused on what they're trying to do um i feel like Regardless of who we play, we have to be – I think it's more so about us and what we do and how we prepare and how we do things more so than what other teams do and what they run and things like that. I feel like if we're focused, we play hard, we do what we're supposed to do, come and prepare like we're supposed to, I think we're going to be fine this weekend. Any fear of – you know, you've had a few weeks off. You've gone through this before, but this time you're now in a situation where you've actually had an opportunity to, to practice, work through it, you know, is it just chomping at the bit to finally get out there? You know, can you guys go out there even keel, or are you just gonna just go out there with everything you got? Yeah, I think we're I think we're excited to play. I think we're gonna be ready to play. We've had good practices. We've had a couple scrimmages. We can we've been having some competitive scrimmages and things like that. And I feel like we've been locked in. We've had really good practices. We've been working hard. We've still been competing. We've been doing everything as best as we can and controlling what we can control. But um. At the end of the day, we have a veteran team. We've talked about this before. We have a mature team, and I feel like we're going to be ready to go this weekend. I think, um, you know, we're going to be locked in, prepared, with uh, coming with good energy and good effort. I don't think we're going to overdo anything. I think we're going to be right where we need to be. Like I said, we've had a good uh, couple of days of practice. Um, Coach Dan has done a good job of keeping us locked in, and the coaches have done a good job as far as that goes. But um, I think we're just excited to play, really. Yeah, I know that you've been on the road a whole lot. Um, but this particular venue, you don't mind going back there, right? <laughs> no, nah, man, I, I, I like this place. <laughs> you know, they got a really nice gym, and we got some good memories there. So hopefully we can make some more good memories. Um, we haven't been there since my sophomore year. We played there my freshman and my sophomore year. But um, they have a really nice facility. And um, our most recent memory of playing in that arena is a good memory. So hopefully we can uh, – you know, maybe not make it as close to where it has to come down to that. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can make another good memory there this weekend. <laughs> well, you, you look at that, and how big of a shot was that to sort of propel you forward in your martial career? Um, I feel like it was a, a very important shot. One, because of the time, um, the situation we were in at the time, we were kind of struggling. We uh, had lost a couple – uh, games and um, that was the first game of conference season. I'm not sure if you guys remember, but that was the first game of the conference season. That kind of jump started us to starting off five and zero in the conference, and that was really big for us. But um, for me personally, I think it was good just for confidence. You know, um, I've always been willing to take those type of shots, but normally I've had to create my own shot. That was a situation where the offense kind of created it for me, and John made a really had a really good look on the. Uh, as far as like the situation, things like that. So he made a really good play. But um, I think for me, it's just a lot about confidence. Um, and I prepared for those moments and um, I still prepare for those moments. And I feel like when we, if I take, if I take that shot now, um, I've got the same confidence. And um, that's something I've always been willing to do. But I think a lot of that was just um, confidence and kind of like you said, propelling me for the future to be ready to take those shots and um, in those type of moments. You look at, at, you know, everybody always talks about Western are always close. 
but ODU, it seems like it's it's a one score deal every single time y'all, whether Huntington or Norfolk. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know in the past, us and ODU especially, I think they play a little bit different this year. But I know in the past, the, the contrast of style has been crazy because they're like I said, they play a physical game. And I know in the past, they've just fed the post, pound the paint, miss shots bad, but get on the offensive glass, get their own misses, uh, play hard defense and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, we get up and down, play fast, shoot quick shots and stuff like that. So it, uh, it's been a contrast of styles, really. And um, like you said, it's been – we've had some battles. You know, even last year, both games here, um, they were both close games. I know the first one came down to the buzzer. Uh, the second one we won, I think – it was still single digits, but it was a dog fight for most of the game. So um, I think it's just because two good teams are going at it. Uh, we understand the magnitude of the game. It's kind of like – I feel like us and ODU is kind of like a rivalry, honestly. You know, it might not be the, the magnitude of us and Western, but um, I think us and ODU is still kind of a rivalry. And um, with the contrast of style, I think that makes it even more interesting. So so basically you're saying they're playing at a – Can you say that again? I, it, it, like, cut out. Okay, so basically what it sounds like is Old Dominion's playing at a little quicker pace than what we're used to seeing. Yeah, they're playing a little bit faster. Not a lot, but a little bit, and a little yeah. more often. You know, they don't play like us still. They're not still completely up and down, but I think they're more comfortable now playing faster when they have to, whereas in the past, I feel like they've all been majority half-court offense the whole time and half-court kind of game. But uh, I think they're playing a little bit faster and a little more comfortable with that type of play now. Jared, given the fact that you guys have been, you know, sidelined for a couple series for, for COVID, if you want to get into ODU's mind a little bit, knowing that they've been off from this COVID break, any experiences that you might be able to play out in your mind in terms of what they're thinking, knowing that they've had the layoff and you've been through this in terms of coming back after a, a COVID break? Um, I feel like the hardest thing is kind of just getting back in the flow. Um, I'm not sure how much they've done or what they've been able to do the last couple of weeks, but I think the hardest thing is kind of getting back into the flow of the game, really just, uh, getting comfortable running up and down the court, uh, you know, shooting, like just kind of like basic stuff that you like are always used to, but the timing or the flow and the feel is just off just a little bit because you haven't done it in a while. But for us, I think that, um, I think that, even makes us more kind of play like more aggressive, especially early on and really just try to attack and do what we do uh, at a high level early on, especially, you know what I mean? Because we don't know how, like I said, we don't know how they're going to come out. They could come out guns blazing and be perfectly fine. You know, we really don't know. But um, I think for us, that just means we got to do what we got, uh, do what we're supposed to do and come out aggressive, come out attacking early and um, doing what we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Um, we were in quarantine. I, I don't think Western Kentucky took that or was thinking, you know, Marshall's in quarantine. Let's take it easy on them. I don't think that that was their <laughs> mindset. So we got to, uh, you know, we, we got to go out and play as if they're they're ready to go in 100%. You look at that Friday night game against FIU. Is that is that what you all really need to do, just set the tone early? And especially with a team that's probably not practiced a full complement over the last couple of weeks, that would be really taxing on their legs as they would have to try and claw back, wouldn't it? For sure. I, I really think we set the tone. We did a good job of setting the tone last Friday at FIU. Um, and I thought that was important for us in the long term. Like you said, they kind of had to dig themselves out of a hole. And they cut it close, but I feel like we um, I feel like we just kind of got out to our, too much of an early lead for them to kind of get back in it. But I think that's going to be very important for us, especially defensively. I feel like if we can shut them down and take them out of their rhythm even more early on, I think that's going to make it even harder for them. So it's going to be very important for us to get off to a good start and set the tone early with our energy and our effort, especially. You look at uh, you, Tavion, and Andrew. All three of you are in the top 20 in CUSA in three different categories. It's kind of unique. Uh, what can you – like, what goes into that, Jared? I know that, you know, a lot of people talk about they're talented in multiple areas, but it, it's a little bit deeper in that, isn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of that is just uh, preparation and uh, kind of what you what we've done over the years as far as trying to get better and develop and things like that. 
you know, I feel like all three of us have made our stride and made jumps over the course of our career over the last couple of years. And I think a lot of that is just through preparation, hard work, um, doing what we got to do in the weight room, doing what we got to do on the court, watching more film and things like that. So I feel like we've all gotten better. And um, the coaches helped out a lot with that as far as helping us to get better and helping us figure out what we can do to get better. But um, also we've got great teammates. And like you said, we're, we're deeper and we're playing a lot more guys than we normally do. So, um, and they've done a good job of contributing and helping as well. So um, I feel like a lot of it is just overall preparation and trying to get better and focusing on the things that we can do to get better. So, um, you know, we got a long season left though, so we got to keep it going, but uh, I like where we're at right now. You look at, at this week and preparing for ODU, how much does David Early help you all in scout for this type of game? It's somebody you didn't have last year, but it seems like he's sort of that ODU type guard, isn't he? Yeah, he can be for sure. Cause like, like I said, they're a little more comfortable playing fast pace, but even in the half court, ODU really likes to drive it and they really like to attack because they've got big athletic guys and uh, that can make plays. And David, David is, is a good playmaker, you know, and he, he, he's a good shooter. And when he drives, you know, they, David's got a big body and he's, and he's more athletic than what people think. David's kind of a freak in that regard. Honestly, I always say that him and Iron are freaks. They're, they're crazy with their body. But I think that David helps us a lot because uh, he can kind of do all the things that those guards do, and I feel like that's going to prepare us. Hey, Jared, this now that you've gone through this Friday-Saturday format a couple of times, does it have a little bit of an NBA feel to you? I can see that. I can see that a little bit. Uh, the only difference is I don't. we're not load managing because they've got 72 games. So they got a lot of guys who take the second game off or whatever. But uh, I can see that a little bit because NBA plays a lot of back-to-backs or like three games or four nights and stuff like that. So I can yeah. see the NBA feel a little bit just back-to-back. Sometimes we go night game and early game. I know this weekend I think it's night game, night game. So uh, yeah, it is. it's got a little NBA feel in it for sure. 